0: You? Welcome. You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. In last week's message we we asked these questions. What are we doing here? What is Jesus really all about? And once we find salvation, what comes after that when troubles are settled and lives are transformed what's the purpose beyond that why are we here And so we took to the scriptures as we should in following Christ we looked at Jesus parable of the talents in Matthew 25 and at length we presented the perspectives of the three servants and We gave them names, uno, dos, and cinco, for easy reference, one, two, and five talents. From uno, we learned what not to do. We thought about how long the master had been away in the parable and wondered if uno ever gave second thought to his decision to bury rather than profit what had been given him. We explored possible reasons that he gave himself for disobeying his master. And we found in scripture, actually, he blamed the master for his own inaction. Ultimately, when he blamed, Uno blamed fear, but the master didn't accept that reasoning. The master called Uno wicked and lazy. And then he sentenced him to outer darkness and pain and suffering thankfully the parable doesn't end there we've got the examples of Dos and cinco we found the mindset of those two servants is very different dos and cinco see themselves as channels of the master's talents rather than reservoirs they credited the master for their station in life and they willingly served as he requested In fact, they saw the master's gifts as confidence that they would succeed. That gesture of him giving to them showed them his trust in them. And because of their mindsets like these, these two enjoyed at least four important blessings. Blessing one, all who try succeed in the kingdom of heaven. Trying. Is what it's all about. Profitable servants, blessing two, are promoted according to the master. Blessing three, few things become many things. And then the fourth blessing, an entirely different perspective on laboring in the kingdom of God. The master's invitation enter into the joy of your Lord. There is joy in serving the master now those two dos and cinco their obedience not only kept them from the judgments that uno suffered but brought them wonderful blessings and for more detail on that if you're here today and you haven't listened or heard last week's message now is the time to go back well not now if you're here today please stay attentive if you're watching online yeah now's the time pause go back and listen to last week but i encourage you to get that framework part one before we get into today part two in concluding that message i I said that message was more high level looking from above an overview and today's message would be rubber meets the road Uh, I might further explain it that last week we really talked about expectancy what the master desires of us and this week we're going to talk practice what does that mean today what does that mean even this week particularly after our home became quote-unquote an empty nest Uh, My wife and I began enjoying restaurant dining as uh, it's an entertainment. We do it for a time out, a time away. After uh, 35 years, we still plan dates and have dinner together. After a long break in that habit during COVID, we're now starting to go back to restaurants again, as some others are. At this point we find that many restaurants are not operating like finely tuned machines. If you've been, you've experienced. You know that many restaurants are still struggling. There's usually a reduced menu. You might go to your favorite spot hoping to have your favorite dish and it's not on the menu anymore. They're dealing with reduced menus in order to maintain service. We found reduced hours, places not open many days. We've experienced some longer waits to be served. I remember in particular, we visited one restaurant. We were on a day trip on one of our days off where we plan intentionally to have a date. Am I getting that across? We went together and we were out of town. I think we were in Squim. And we went into a breakfast diner kind of place. We've been there before. They serve some hearty meals we went in and right on the hostess stand right in the front there's a there's a poster there guests and you read line after line after line and they tried to eloquently and kindly say as best they could yeah don't expect much (laughs) that's the message of what was on the hostess stand we can't guarantee anything but come on in if you want Uh, interesting Interesting. We've been in places where, you know, the restrooms are not as clean. Tables are not as clean. Sometimes, let's be candid, the food isn't as good as I remember it being. The experience hasn't been as enjoyable. Many restaurants, as we know, have simply closed. Why are we at this place that we're at right now? Well, you've read about it, you've heard it on the broadcast. Insufficient help. Insufficient help. Someone's got to be there to welcome the diners in and seat them to their seats. Someone's got to determine what the menu is. And having done that, someone's got to make a list of ingredients to fulfill that menu. And somebody's got to go to the grocery or order with the delivery service and make sure it comes in. Once it's there, somebody's got to separate the groceries what's frozen, what's r- fresh, what's going to be refrigerated. Somebody's got to prep those groceries so they're ready for the meals and somebody's gotta cook them And once they're cooked there's somebody working back of house and front of house and somebody's plating those dishes and warmers and somebody's notifying servers that they're ready and servers are picking up meals and taking them to the tables and somebody's visiting tables and making sure waters are refilled and are there any needs and all of those someone's have to be available to work enough hours to keep keep a restaurant open for business and and right now there just aren't enough someone's There's a car wash and gas station near my house and one of the things I appreciate is they they often post some pretty good signage out front most of times I read signs and I think well that came from a Dixie Cup somewhere well, this 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 owner puts up some nice signs last week the sign said this 2020 no tp 2021 no workers well, that's that's about what it is in many areas people have ideas on why but businesses are asking i got an invitation to a snohomish county alliance business alliance zoom meeting next week and it's about where have all the workers gone businesses are trying to figure out this congregation this kingdom focal point in our community it's not a car wash it's not a restaurant we're not offering those services what we are trying to do we we offer an eternity program we we facilitate Following Jesus Christ, disciple-making. Christianity is the world's best human development program. We we exist to tell people about Jesus, to lead them to salvation, and then systematically we invest in one another to become more like Jesus Christ. Christ. our our commission is eternal it's more important than what we're seeing in society trying to find we're about the master's business i want you to notice paul's language to the galatians in galatians 6 beginning at verse 1 dear brothers and sisters if another believer is overcome by some sin you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Verse 2, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself well looky here you are not that important probably a lot of teenagers need to have that posted on their refrigerator for them to see maybe not verse 7 don't be misled you cannot mock the justice of God you will always harvest what you plant. always always you'll always harvest what you plant. many times I've ministered about our expectancy for certain outcomes while we're planting something different but you'll always get the harvest of what you're planting evangelist and author Leonard Ravenhill asks are the things you're living for worth Christ's dying for pretty pretty powerful words we always harvest what we plan verse 8 those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature but those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. That's for all who try to succeed. So let's not get tired of what's doing good. Just the right time you reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. All who try succeed. So whenever we have the opportunity, he concludes the passage, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. In the kingdom of God, whether we view ourselves as being the recipient of one talent or two talents or five, regardless of what we see, we are called to do good to all with what we've received, especially, the scripture says... To those in the family of faith especially to those in the family of faith within this family this focal point here of God's kingdom here at Living Faith there are many ways to do good we need the master's servants to use their talents before i talk about some very matter of fact needs and designs and plans for this church let me just say something to those whose whose bodies just don't allow them to serve as they'd like to maybe it's health maybe it's advanced age listen we understand we understand we also know the family of faith needs your seasoned sensitivity To the Holy Spirit we we need your biblical example and the wisdom of your lifetime experience so elders be encouraged your service still takes place here and is very important to us so as we make a list of some things I want to say this to you too I'm asking you servants to serve with me i get to be full-time servant you've gathered together and decided that i could be employed by this congregation i'm grateful for that but you all know that after my 40 or most time 50 hours a week in this congregation i serve also beyond this assembly. i'm volunteering as well as you for instance washington ministers asked me to help plant new churches throughout our state i do that in my spare time as you saw earlier now working with 10 area pastors to start a bible training purpose institute that serves the greater seattle area next summer i'm the host and director of a missions trip of 40 or 50 teens and 20 somethings that are coming to seattle to experience this fine city so I really believe in leadership by example I'm not inviting servants to use their talents without making use of my own join with me we've got a very pressing need right now in children's ministry we need enough servants to offer classes every week when we have enough servants that allows us not just to do what we're currently doing but to move in more things that we could and should be doing I'm really on this kick recently not just maintaining where we are but where can we go what should we be pursuing we have more volunteers more servants we can have more age-defined classes we can target particular age groups. We have more servants, then everybody can rotate off and have more time because more people are investing. We could have our activities beyond what happens in Saturday worship. And the kingdom needs folks that will serve our children. Now, in my opinion, parents who benefit from the ministry should be invested in it think you should find a way to serve at least once a month we also need somebody who needs to coordinate volunteer scheduling for children's ministry and somebody that'll plan the curriculum that we use throughout week by week we need that we need somebody to take up a youth program we've got some preteens coming on we've got some teens in this family of faith and there are teens that could be here and should be here. We need servants who will say, "You know what? I'm going to try out the master's talents and work with teams." We need somebody who will try out the master's creative talent developed in you. We need graphics. We need somebody that'll create service slides and artwork for social media posts and elements for our youtube posts and artwork for sermon titles we need somebody that'll serve in graphics pre-service and corporate prayer this city not just this church this city needs more servants who will pray for us beyond praying just for me We expect, of course, our licensed ministers, I mean, they're servants by recognition of others. They should be leading the way in these things. But in addition to personal prayer, servants pray for the master's kingdom. We pray for bigger things than just our own things. Guest services, a wonderful group of folks who welcome us in, smiling, making us feel welcome if you're a person who likes to smile and you can joyfully and well and genuinely welcome people we need you to help us in guest services as you saw today on occasion microphones don't come on pretty rare and really it's very rare considering how few people are invested in serving that way we need folks that will try the masters talent in those areas not just for what we're doing now but for what we could do sound production not only what you're hearing right now but what is getting then translated into the online recording video I'd like to move the two cameras I'd like to have some production going on during the service and after in the recording and how we move about and switch cameras I'd like to increase and improve this video that we're offering online every person who's become a part of our congregation perhaps as many or four or five years begin Investigating and participating online before they come here in person. Everyone. I think it's very important we do our best to put our best foot forward in what we produce online. Lighting, we're going to remodel this auditorium in the next year in Jesus' name. When we do, it's going to involve a lot more lighting. We need people to help us serve in that way. Social media, our congregation could do markedly better in so many ways in social media need somebody who says I'll try uh, in a first step to reach multiple language groups I've been praying for somebody to translate our online messages into Spanish into Russian or Ukrainian somebody who will take maybe a series we can't do every service at first but maybe one of the series that's getting a lot of views and a lot of response we translate that into another language Building maintenance, we got a couple of folks that are incredibly invested. Mowing the lawn, trimming hedges, repairs and upkeep. We got another couple of folks invested in weekly cleaning. Solid people serving here, but there's always room for more. When we come and enjoy the presence of God and one another's company, you probably notice there's always somebody kind of hanging around. There's somebody waiting. Until all of us are done talking and visiting and fellowshipping and socializing, there's somebody waiting to turn out all the lights, close all the windows, turn off all the fans, and lock all the doors. We need folks who will serve the master in that way. Every, every quarter, faith groups in every group, there's an opportunity to serve. Can I, I tell you that it is it's a bit difficult for me when we ask for the smallest service in a faith group and it's silence. Hey, will you help us figure out how to do this? It's just a small task. Would you invest and participate? Will you coordinate with a few other people and do? I'm amazed at the sound of crickets. Will you serve? Intentional connections, intentionally meeting new people, purposefully having conversations, getting into biblical dialogue, inviting people to a faith group, studying the Bible one-on-one with somebody. The kingdom of heaven needs some people that will try the talent God has placed into our lives. Everett Community College, it's one of my favorite places to volunteer. I spent an hour with Alberto this week talking about fractions, multiplying and dividing. Just had a great time building a relationship with him, helping him through some problems, talking through some things. After he left, there were some other tutors there and the head of the tutoring program. Uh, They complimented what I had done working with Alberto. And the the director of the program, without fail, says to me, Travis, how's the church doing? Have people come back? are you guys able to have services she asked me about what's happening here I love that opportunity to meet people and for the possibility She says that openly in the tutoring center so everybody knows I'm a pastor I'm welcome for the opportunity just to meet new people and there might be a biblical conversation I'm inviting servants will you join with me in intentionally meeting people I've been praying since first year I was here. We've had group prayers about Naval Station every. Again, I have promoted it. We've enjoyed some military families here for limited times, but we ought to be serving the community consistently in the military. And I, maybe, maybe you're a servant who would try that course taken at face value the talents we mentioned last week or some kind of monetary amount involves the master's money and we can all serve the kingdom with our financial support and tithe and offerings and missions and supporting the work in Monroe there's there's options locally in North America and around the globe and I haven't covered everything I'm just giving us ideas Pastor, you know, I'm not sure what to do. I I feel a bit inadequate. I don't think that I'm ready for that. I'll share a few scriptures and we'll close this message, again, in a unique way. But the biblical response is to I'm not sure, I, I feel inadequate. Here's what the biblical response is. Ignore what you don't have and use what you do have. That's all there is to it. Too often, we have a talent the Lord has placed into our lives, and we see that I don't have two or I don't have five. And therefore, I don't know what to do with this one. The Lord is not asking any of us to be something we are not or to use something he hasn't provided. His response is, don't talk about what you don't have. Use what you do have. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. Look at that prayer at the church. How about that? As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly. He thought, all right, I'm going to get some money. Verse 6, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. This is Peter the apostle. This is Peter who is greatly used of God. You know what? Peter still had inadequacies. There are still things Peter didn't have. And you know what? He wasn't embarrassed by that, and he wasn't limited by that. He looked at the man and said, I don't have. I, I want us to know as the master's servants, there's no shame in confessing, I don't know it all, I don't have it all, I don't have it all worked out. But notice, Peter didn't stop at, I don't have. That's not the end of the story. Rather, Peter said, I don't have any silver and gold, but I'll give you what I have. There's the key to serving the kingdom of God. I know there's things I can't do. I I know there's things I don't understand. I know there's things I haven't been gifted with. But I have something I can offer and I'm going to offer what I have. Verse 7 and 8, he took the right man by the right hand, helped him up. The man's feet and ankles were healed. He jumped up, stood on his feet, began to walk, leaping, praising God, went into the temple with them. So rather than trusting in his shortcomings, Peter trusted the man's talent. I'll give you what I have. And the man did walk in the name of Jesus. I want us to further know this. Peter and John didn't wake up one morning and magically have the faith to declare a lame man healed. That's not the way that played out. Faith like that can arrive in our lives as a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit. There is a gift of faith that the Spirit uses out of nowhere it's just miraculous that has happened that can happen more often faith develops with practice more often men like Peter and John servants like these began they got that faith because they practiced it along the way for instance look at John chapter 21 several disciples are together Simon Peter he's the one we're talking about Thomas Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee and a couple other disciples Simon Peter said I'm going fishing We'll come too." they all said so they went in the boat, but they caught nothing all night At dawn verse 4 Jesus is standing on the beach Disciples couldn't see who he was verse 5 he called out fellas. Have you caught any fish? No, they replied there you go confessed human Inadequacy I don't have it I don't have it. Then he said in verse 6, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you will get some fish. Looky here. So they did. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish. Before Peter trusted the master to heal the lame man, he obeyed the master to cast a net over the boat and catch some fish. The master supplied But even that level of faith didn't happen overnight. In Luke chapter 5, this had happened previously. When he, speaking of Jesus, had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Peter responded, Master, question of inadequacy. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. There's a faith in the Master. And this time their nets were so full of fish that the nets began to tear. I I want us to appreciate that as we practice our faith, as we practice believing in the talent God has given us, as we allow him to work through us as conduits, our faith increases as we obey. And that's exactly what Jesus taught. In Luke chapter 17, in verse number 5, the apostles said this to the Lord Show us how to increase our faith. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. What comes to your mind? How do you increase your faith? show us how to increase our faith maybe some of us are thinking about well i gotta pray a whole lot more increase my faith some of us are thinking you know what i need to go on like one of those 21 day fasts, and that ain't happening so i guess i'll not have any faith some of us are thinking i need to be serving god for you know i don't know 30 40 years to have that kind of faith you're thinking 10 years I wonder if any of us thought Jesus answer look at the next verse the Lord answered, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed you could say to this mulberry tree may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you verse 7 when a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep does his master say come in and eat with me no he says Prepare my meal, put on your apron, serve me while I eat, then you can eat later. And does the master thank the serving for doing what he was told to do? Of course not. Look at verse 10. In the same way, when you obey me you should say we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty that's in answer to how do we increase our faith to obey what he's asking when when he says i've given you a talent use it for my kingdom just do it just just try that will increase our faith, it's powerful how it works. Jesus said, obey me, just know that's your duty. It's fine to confess our human inadequate adequacies. It's okay to humbly say, I don't have everything it takes. But living in that attitude is not acceptable. Servants say, I know I don't have everything, but he does. And he's asked me to do some things and I'm simply going To obey. And when we obey, faith increases. And the master blesses those who say, you know what? I'm willing to try. I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to do my part in the kingdom. It's an old chorus. Maybe some of you thought about it as I spoke already. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot, just use what you've got. Faith, faith, faith. A little bit of faith. Faith obeys and serves. Service increase faith for more obedience and more service it's a a cycle of ongoing growth and when we as servants live this way we need to remember the blessings that came into dos and cinco's life that all who try succeed we need to remember the blessing that profitable servants are promoted few things become many and the master says enter into the joy of the lord now guest services is fixing to help me out right now and we're going to issue to everybody a a little form a little piece of paper you've been listening to the living faith everett podcast series tune in next week for the next part of this series or join us online at livingfaithministries.church.